Oh, I say. Hello, my Malibu Stacys. This is your Krusty the Underwear host, Matthew Sanborn-Smith, and his Hillary Duffman podcast, Beware the Donated Mango. Yes, we've got another one of these, and word off the street is we're going to have at least two more. Squeeze yourself with oi. Sorry, I didn't just break into Yiddish. The J on my keyboard is intermittent. Squeeze yourself with joy. Squeeze me with disgust. Today's episode is courtesy of the mighty, mighty Pete Jones, who wanted to share his mango love with the world. Or at least with all of you. Thank him, thank him. Thank him. Today's story is all about getting hot under the collar, as well as getting hot over the collar and pretty much hot everywhere there is to be. If you spend your three-month break from school inside of that incinerator the janitor told you to stay away from, you're going to have the short, hot summer. The Short Hot Summer by Matthew Sanborn Smith. One day, Captain Scarlet was busy eating his Cheerios when suddenly the aliens invaded. I say the aliens because it turned out there was only one other species in the entire universe besides what we had here on Earth. I mean, they didn't even have pets. For food, they had to eat each other. Did I say had to? I meant got to, because they were not only delicious, they loved to be eaten. In fact, they looked exactly like the Earth creature known as the ham sandwich. That made conspiracy theorists suspect that they had been living among us for the past couple of hundred years and that the Earl of Sandwich was a traitor to the human race. Despite Captain Scarlet's misgivings, the aliens took over the planet without too much of a problem, because we pretty much let them do whatever they wanted as long as we could eat them, and they had their bases covered. People who didn't eat pork loved eating them because they weren't really ham. People who didn't eat meat gobbled them down because no matter what the aliens looked like, they were actually intelligent vegetables. Even conservationists dug in once they realized we couldn't possibly eat them all. Since the aliens were the only interstellar go-getters getting go around the universe, they kind of had the place filled up. There was one problem. The alien sandwiches mucked up human teeth something wicked. I mean, we all looked like we'd glued shreds of purple cabbage to our teeth, and it wouldn't come off with anything that could possibly be safe for the rest of our heads. This is how Captain Scarlet rose to worldwide fame. For, in addition to being a naval captain, an army captain, and captain of the football team, he was also a captain of industry, and his most innovative people happened to be concentrated in his toothbrush factory. It was they who took that ridiculous toothbrush with the 13 degree angle and scaled it back to a more reasonable 11.7 degree angle. That legendary move sparked an oral care revolution that made room for two more teeth in the human head. One of them admittedly was behind the left eyeball, but the other made for super chewing. Captain Scarlet and his team now developed a brush that would clean human teeth of alien muck, but the materials involved in its creation were so rare only one brush could be made. If humanity was to ever again go on a date, its members would all have to share the same nasty toothbrush. The good captain brought that toothbrush from person to person and guarded the precious artifact with his life. Though he wasn't sure why, because once a person got their teeth clean, they would just go and eat another alien. But he had nothing else to do at the moment. He was just grateful the aliens hadn't looked like bowls of Cheerios. Wait a minute, what was that short, hot summer title all about? Well, we're glad I asked. Fortunately for us, the aliens weren't big jerks to the human race. They just liked being in charge. We humored them. Though there was one issue. They liked Earth cold because it was comfy for them. But we were quite uncomfy. They fixed it so there was no longer a summer anywhere on Earth. Earth. Even the equator was moved to the South Pole, which gave the Earth a weird sort of inverted snow cone shape. We were freezing our Cheerios off, to be honest. The captain suggested a solution that 
not only would get the alien's attention, but might make his toothbrushing project feel less futile. We stopped eating the aliens. The lack of mouths around them hurt their feelings enough that they offered a compromise. They agreed to give us back our summer, but they would compress it. Instead of three months of 90 degree weather, they would give us one instant of 700,000 degree weather. Captain Scarlet nearly choked on his own toothbrush. He requested a meeting with the nearest alien ambassador and got one. You see, the captain said, that's far too hot for our, well, our everything. So, you're not even satisfied when we give you a summer. Perhaps you don't want a summer at all. No, we didn't say that. Uh, how long is this instant going to be? Shorter than your machines are even capable of recording. Well, gee, that won't be so bad. We probably won't even break a sweat. You certainly won't. Oh, good. Everything you know will be instantly vaporized. Even the after images of your glands thought of sweat will only be screaming in agony at best. Nearby human said, See, that doesn't sound so bad. The beauty part is you'll never feel cold again, said the ambassador. Well, sign us up for that jazz, mister, the human said. But the captain was a little more skeptical. Say, how are you guys spending the summer? Oh, as far away from Earth as possible. Aha! Then you'll return to have the Earth all to yourselves. Oh no, if there's anything left of it, it'll be a big ball of molten goo for quite some time. We'll probably just hang out by ourselves. At least we know then that people will appreciate us. In fact, we're going to be on our way right now. And before the captain could respond, they were gone. He felt an irritated rumbling in his stomach as the ambassador was scheduled to be his lunch. Captain Scarlet had to think quickly. He remembered the industrial waste created in the production of that one rad toothbrush had a sun protection factor of like a billion. It was so powerful, in fact, it actually made sundials run backward. The captain organized the 17 least stupid species of Earth, and together they slathered the entire planet in that goo. Not only did we survive, but the Earth looked sexier than ever, all oily and smelling of coconut. And the Earthlings all looked sexy too, as the pale ones had gotten some sun. Not just the humans, even the cauliflower looked hot. The captain was now scarlet by name and scarlet by nature. Those aliens came crawling back to us and threw themselves into our our sexy mouths. Now who's boss? The captain asked. His mother slapped him on the hand for talking with his mouth full. Once again, the captain had saved the day. This ending assumes he had also saved the day at some point in the past. If this story made you hot all over, you can toast it and other pagan deities at the web address of the SPF, BewareTheHairyMango.com. Rile up surprisingly in the comments for this post or pup email me and we'll get along little doggies at Matthew at BewareTheHairyMango.com or litter all over the place at BewareTheHairyMango at gmail.com. And speaking of email, if you guys want me to read your emails on the show in May, start sending them to me now. Don't ask for advice about your house being on fire or when you should stop feeding your children because it'll be a few months before I answer and on your own you'll make a mess of things like exploded children spattered all over smoking ruins that sort of mess whatever we're cooking with gas but using an electric oven the sf and sf signal stands for souffle forgeries the black market's favorite fictional food delicious right up until the first bite when our cheese and spinach souffle is revealed to be our cheese and paper mache not terribly nutritious but you should see the arts and crafts we're making with our poop tweet your favorite canned meat that you have sexual fantasies about seeing it bottled instead and also everybody follow me at twitter.com slash up with gravity but please keep your glass Classy meat picks to yourself. 
The internet can be so gross. Like Beware the Harry Mangos Facebook page. Dislike its ass book page. And feel indifferently about its mid-abdomen book page. If anybody is wondering, I'm still accepting money. There's that little donate button on the homepage. You'd forgotten about that, hadn't you? You know, I'd hate to sloppy up Pete's swell episode with Mango Business, but when else am I going to tell you about this stuff? Besides, it was Pete himself that pointed this problem out to me, so he's a double hero. If you subscribe to Beware the Elitist Mango and were one of the few who had access to the Elitist episodes through January, then discovered that I was full of crap and you had no such access, please email me at bewaretheharrymango at gmail.com, and I will make it right after several tries. Apparently our podcast plugin updated early in January and made everything disappear. So that was awesome. Thanks plugin for making me look like a jackass to my people. This is why everyone prefers Glade plugins. This podcast fist shakes contentiously at the injustice of a world which would allow it to exist while at the same time denying it the talent to be an accordion sitting in a goldfish bowl where all its goldfish crackers have turned to wet mush and are covered in fish poo. But what else are you going to do with them? You've got to eat them. You paid for them, didn't you? Can't let soggy fish poo covered cracker slop go to waste. Bottoms up on your Creative Commons attribution non-commercial share like 4.0 international license. But Pete Jones can do whatever he wants with this episode. Until my willy is low, man, this will be the death of a Viagra salesman, Matthew Sanborn Smith, reminding you your hand isn't going to make love to itself. Good night.